Welcome to the Iron Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ian, and I'm joined by my friends, co-hosts, and tribe, Tom and William. <laughs> and, well, okay. I'll hand it to you. That was pretty good. That was pretty that good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. you thank you. You caught uh, me completely off guard with that one. Well, obviously, we are here to record season two, episode six of The Bad Batch Name Tribe, hence my amazing pun to start off this episode. Uh, but first, William, you want to give us a quick announcement? Yeah, just uh, some brief news. It hasn't been officially confirmed by Lucasfilm, but um, some of the cast and crew initially started posting about this news before they deleted things. Um, but it looks like Star Wars Skeleton Crew has wrapped principal photography, so hopefully we'll learn more about this show in the not-too-distant future. Uh, we initially got the announcement last year at Star Wars Celebration, and... Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, this this show stars Jude Law, and and it sounds like it's supposed to be kind of like a a Goonies style um, Star Wars adventure with a, a younger cast. So, should be fun. Are you guys looking forward to this one? It's I'd honestly gonna... forgotten about it. So, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be interesting. Whatever it's going to be about. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't know anything. They've only they've only yeah, shown we, one, I think, screen one one photo of Jude Law in, in the show, and that's it. Um, but it should be, it should be a good one. I'm I'm excited. And there's rumors that you know, Skeleton Crew will cross over with the Mandalorian and Ahsoka in some way, hmm. maybe in some sort of like Avengers style, um, uh, you know, the come together basically. So we'll we'll, we'll, see. we'll find out we'll find out soon enough when it comes to Mandalorian because that's supposed to start pretty soon, correct? Yep. Yeah, we are just a month away from the Mandalorian. So can't can't wait. But in the meantime, we have the bad batch for you guys. This was a fun one. Tom, you want to quickly uh give us the rundown before we dive in? Sure. We are reviewing Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 6, titled Tribe, directed by Stuart Lee, written by Matt Minkovich. The synopsis is the Bad Batch take home a new friend, or they take a new friend home, whichever way you want to, whichever way you want to put it. They, they've got a friend now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they do have a, a new friend now. I, I thought this was fun. I wish that Lucasfilm hadn't spoiled this reveal in some of the trailers um honestly i will agree with you on that aspect yes. yeah but uh, okay as a fan of the clone wars it was really cool to see gunji back uh you know of course from the young jedi arc in the clone wars uh you know he's one of the younglings that ahsoka watched over and and now to kind of see him so apparently he survived order 66 he's he's out in the in the galaxy not doing the greatest, but it was fun to see it again. It, it, I would have liked, I would have liked things like Cody and Gunji and uh, others to be a, a little bit more of a surprise, but mm -hmm. I, I, I get, think, I get it. They're trying to get people excited too. And, and I think for me, I think Gunji would have been the one that would have been the better surprise because you could understand Cody, but when it comes to this aspect of the clone wars, or at least of the bad batch, to see another Jedi just come in like this, I would have liked to have had it been more of a surprise than being spoiled in the trailer. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say this is one of those cases. I don't remember seeing him in the trailer, so I was completely surprised. Oh, I do. And I, it's a little late for anyone who's listening, but I support not watching the trailer so you get to come into a clean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, that. What did you guys think of the return of Gunji? You know, the spoilers aside from the trailers, what did you guys think of him bringing back uh, the lovable Wookiee Jedi? I, I mean, think the. Go ahead, Stephen. Go I was ahead. Say, I think you just summed it up very well. Lovable Wookiee Jedi. What what more can yeah. you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Um, and... But I just I really appreciated how uh, you know it it flows. It just it's more of the Bad Batch being like the Clone Wars season. I guess we're season eight, nine, whatever it would be at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it's just it's cool to kind of pick up some of those threads, see how things are developing, you know, post Empire. Um, and I loved going back to Kashyyyk and a lot of the things that happen there as well. So yeah. it just it worked really well, like a perfect encapsulation of the story. Yeah, you summed up a lot of what uh, what I was going to say because I also agree with you. I I loved going back to Kashyyyk and seeing what happened to the planet after the empire took over and how the empire basically took it out on the Wookiees. Um, you know, even though the Wookiees were on the, you know, Republic side, they still ended up paying a price. And to see Gunji come back and to make that thread to go back. The only thing I wish I had no problem with Gunji being in the trailer. I wish they didn't show him grabbing his, his lightsaber from the, the droid smuggler group organization. I would have rather have seen that happen, you know, in the actual episode. Showing Gunji really quick would have been cool, but to see that whole thing of him grabbing the lightsaber, that kind of spoiled that he was going to ignite it at some point and use it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did, you know, in the episode itself, they did, he did, like, light up the lightsaber fairly early on. So I liked how it was, at first, you're like, is that, is that Gunji? I, I think it's Gunji. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Gunji. Uh, and then, of course, you know, he... he ignites the lightsaber and it turns out it's it's him um but we find out he's been the part the poor, poor kid he's been he's probably what or maybe 10 12 in human years right he's he's not i mean he was yeah he was what he was a youngling in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So i don't yes. know his ex, i don't remember his exact age but he was probably six seven eight nine in the clone wars and it's been max maybe two years since then mm-hmm. like he he's still pretty young and you know he's now on his own hunted by the empire and really getting you know taken advantage of by all of these um different organizations in this case the vanguard axis it's a new new i don't think we've ever seen the vanguard axis before the, the, but they're a, a smuggling organization that the bad batch want to work with um well, did they want to work with it, or is this something from Sid? And also, what did you guys think of it being run, this organization? I know it's two questions, but what do you think about this whole organization? Looks like being entirely run by droids. I, mean, I thought it was it was really neat. Um, there's, I think one of my favorite things with this episode is it really strikes home both how far the Bad Batch has fallen in some ways in terms of the types of jobs they're taking. I mean, they're mm-hmm. delivering... Chain codes, not inherently wrong, but they're delivering it to a smuggling mm-hmm. ring that clearly has no issue with like smuggling child slaves, which, you and, know, and maybe not... they don't know that, but I agree. It's a well, little I, I assume sus- they don't, right. suspicious. But, right, right. <laughs> it, I think it's indicative of the, yeah. the circles they're running with. Mm-hmm. But conversely, I appreciate how there's never any discussion about, oh, we should take him back to Kashyyyk. It's, of course we will. Like, that's yeah. 
that is the right thing to do. And they immediately jump on and are all for it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like that we're, I think they're starting to learn that they can't quite hide from the rest of the galaxy. And like the, the episode ends, I'd say on a hopeful note in that respect as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder if we're going to see more of them uh, taking an active role against the empire compared to, you know, just the day in day outs of work, working jobs for Sid as it were. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so. I, I hope so as well. And, you know, because they are, yeah, even if the Batch doesn't know that they're smuggling, like Wookiees, for example. Um, and again, you know, the, if you think about it from the terms of the, the state of the galaxy, right, the, the Separatists effectively became the Rebel Alliance in some ways. The, of course, there are a lot of evil people in the Separatists, but there were heroes in the, on the Separatist side as well, as the opening crawl of Revenge of the Sith says. Um, and many of the people who were separatists end up becoming rebels. And now, of course, some people on the empire also, you know, the Republic also become rebels as well, obviously. Um, and so it's not to say that everyone in the separatists were evil. And, you know, now we're in this time where maybe they're just trying to smuggle things under the empire's nose and the batch doesn't really know, but you're right. It kind of, it really is indicative of the circles there. They're running in. Um, that said, I think the, the droid organization was pretty cool. The Vanguard Axis. Axis. Mm-hmm. Um, the droids looked a lot like L3 to me from Solo, although she was supposedly a custom one-of-a-kind droid. Um, and I loved their space station. So like the whole aesthetic of the Vanguard yep. was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the station was awesome. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we quickly... Omega quickly discovers Gunji. Uh, and... The one of the things I thought was most fascinating about this episode, and, and we've kind of seen this to some degree before, but was really the the way in which Gunji is naturally terrified of the clones and kind of has to warm up to them over time. I think it helps that Omega's there and she doesn't look as much like a clone, um, at least not the mm-hmm. ones that Gunji's used to. I, and can I say, as as a side note, I. I feel like the batch should have learned by now that like you just need to have like honestly they just need to get like one of those child leashes and just rope Omega. <laughs> like literally, Echo is talking to her. He walks inside for two seconds and she just wanders off and gets the rest of them into trouble. And sure, it ended well this time. Yeah. Also, on, on, on that note as well. Too funny, Stephen. I think was it Tech or Hunter? Like here's the blaster fire. And it's like, well, that's probably Omega causing the the, the, the commotion. It's like, okay, you have a problem. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I, if your I first thought that is that's you know, <laughs> that's the kid we're watching over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I I yeah. love watching Gunji warm up to them over time. Um, realize that they're actually there to help, and then mm-hmm. just seeing him still, you know, they so they you know get him onto the ship. They convince him that they're going to go to Kashyyyk, and then. Uh, they're seeing the Trandoshans, which we'll get to in a moment, but seeing that he's still trying to be a Jedi, like, you know, run, running into danger in order to help. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's it's just not something you see anymore, especially not at this point in time. No. And when it comes to the younglings, how many of them are actually left on their own in the galaxy? Well, you've got one example here. Who knows if we could see something later in any of the other episodes, not just within this, you know, bad batch. 
There's so yeah. many episodes going on out there. We have no idea who we're going to be running into now mm. that survived Order 66. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it it's neat to see. I mean, he, he clearly makes it out of this episode, so maybe he'll he'll come back again. I, I would assume at some point. Unfortunately, he he may not make it just because you know, Luke. I mean, they've kind of broken this rule so many times, but Luke kind of has to be the <laughs> last of the Jedi, except does he not. though? Well, at this well, point, he, he's he's last of the known Jedi. That's true. <laughs> you know, you have. I really hate to say this. You have to take a look at the 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 fact that you can't have them all gone. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they've broken it so many times. I mean, take a look at all the Inquisitors that were once Jedi's. Yeah. You know, well, I feel yeah, like I, if they've, they've, they've turned, that's one thing, but you know, I feel, I feel like with Gunji, we're probably like, he may or may not survive, but I suspect he's never leaving Kashyyyk again. Like he's yeah, going to be yeah. a, and that's, uh, yeah. He's going to be a protector of Kashyyyk. That I, I totally see that being. Do you think it, Kashyyyk is a good place for him? I mean, well, a... I think it's the be- probably the best place yeah. for him. Right. Like, and he is with his people that way. Right. Yeah. And like Hunter even has the comment at the end of, you know, like they're they're just children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Gunji, I don't think will ever be a Jedi. His, his training would have been very, very early at the point, this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, the odds are probably aren't great for him on Kashyyyk. Like we know Kashyyyk does not get treated well by the Empire. Exactly. But... Yeah. But I guess in the Bad Batch's mind, like that's the safest place for him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have to they do have the problem with the Trandoshans. So there is that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I give you my one nit for this episode? Go ahead. So when they first see the Trandoshans, the Trandoshans are in the AAT tanks. And they get called, and I think it was, was it Hunter? One of the batch are like, oh, look, Imperial tanks. And I was like, no, those, those would be the opposite of Imperial tanks. Like, yes, <laughs> there are Trandoshans in them. Maybe the Trandoshans were given to it by the Empire because they seem to be working for the Empire. But those are very clearly Separatist tanks, not Imperial tanks. Or was I lying for that? <laughs> you know, that? I, you're not wrong, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was cool to see the Trandoshans using the old Separatist hardware. And the, and the Empire mm-hmm. gave, I mean, I guess Hunter is correct in that they are Separatist tanks, but the Empire defeated the, I mean, technically the Republic defeated the Separatists, became the Empire. Theoretically, they took possession of all the tanks and then gave them to the Trandoshans. And so on some level, they were Imperial tanks, but um, I guess I guess it didn't bother me a ton. Um, but you're not wrong. It's, it's, it's an odd way to phrase it for a it clone. It ruined the episode for me, William. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it was fine. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I did love seeing Kashyyyk, though. I, we've, of course, we've seen it during this era before um, in, you know, other forms of, of, of media. But seeing it in animation again, I, we've, we've been mm-hmm. to Kashyyyk in, like, the Clone Wars and, and other times, but... It's a, it's a beautiful planet, but you know, the animation has just gotten so much more advanced over the years that it looked like a almost a completely new planet. It was gorgeous. Uh, they did such a good job uh, with all the detail on Kashyyyk, and then just seeing the destruction both from the Empire uh, as well as the Trandoshans, and seeing the Trandoshans kind of roving around the you know Kashyyyk trying to take out Wookies. It was it was really sad to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and guys, I, I really loved seeing the Kinrath spiders as well, which 
I'm pretty sure made their first appearance in the Knights of the Old Republic video game way back when. Yes. Which is that just another amazing thing to see. Oh, and oh my gosh, that <laughs> the way they took out Commander Venomar at the end. Oh, that, that yeah. Trandoshan oh, yeah. Commander. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one of the creepiest things I've seen in Star Wars. It, okay, we've I seen a lot a of bit. creepy things in Star Wars. It was okay. the music. It was the music that really okay. did it. Yeah. It, okay. I always laugh too, because especially like just before this point, there's the part where Gunji with his lightsaber cuts a blaster in half. And then like, I don't even know exactly what, like he clearly the, has like a follow-up blow against a Trandoshan, but the Trandoshan just like flies backwards, obviously in one piece and like lands <laughs> mm-hmm. and is like dead or stunned or whatever it is, because they don't want to show, you know, a Trandoshan right. being in half. I was like, okay, like I, you know, that just struck out as like a very classic, you know, cartoon. Let's make, try and tone it down a little bit immediately followed by the commander being like literally uh wrapped up in spider silk and taken away as he screams up like into the like the no up just, into the forest it's just just oh. just just let it go let it go he's never coming back Ooh. he is basically paying for his sins of the planet um who knows i mean it could have also we're we're talking about the spiders let's talk about the tree thing that was going on because there's this whole new aspect that they brought in with the Wookiees and their communication with, let's say, nature, or in this case, the trees. Because also, didn't Genji, when it came to the spiders, the spiders, when they first showed up, he was able to calm them down so they could pass peacefully the Bad Batch and Genji. So, I, I mean, there's... Maybe Genji told the spiders when it comes to this commander, hey. Oh, they totally did. They, that, yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. You know, yeah. they, they communi- the Wookiees said they had a plan. And they communicated with the, the trees and were able to get help. And that I think that was the entire plan was to mm-hmm. get the commander. Get the surrounded. spiders to come and help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Kinrath. Yeah. And, and, but you're right, though. It was really, I liked seeing how a little more of the, the Wookiee culture and how they you know, communicate with the trees. We, we, we've, seen, we've heard about the aspects of this before, but never quite so much, I don't think. Uh, and so that was a nice uh, addition to the uh, to the Wookiees. I think that really the the only downside of uh, was that we we didn't really get that much um, character development with the Trandoshans themselves. They were just kind of the there as the foil and to kind of attack the the Wookiees. Um, but it was nice to yeah. spend a lot more time with with Gunji and with Yana as well, the the mm. Wookiee leader. You know, it's interesting. I had actually forgotten about it until you just mentioned it, William. But like, we also got a, a name drop for the Inquisitors here as well. Yes. Uh, we... Commander Venmore, or sorry, one of the not uh, the I was going to say stormtroopers, but not yet. Uh, one of the clone troopers says they're going to call in the Inquisitors because they know there's a Jedi here, and then the Trandoshans go and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if that's we're going to see some sort of payoff to this. Like, you know, the batch have been kind of there. The heat's off them for the moment. Um, but I wonder if having helped a Wookiee, if they're gonna, we're gonna get more Inquisitor action here. Yeah. But would would the Inquisitors be going after the Bad Batch, or do you think the Inquisitor is gonna go to? Well, they're gonna have to go after the Bad Batch because if somehow the Inquisitors find out that they helped a Wookiee, they're gonna have to go to the Batch first and follow the trail back to Kashyyyk. Or the they were only name dropped because there is now evidence there is a Wookiee on Kashyyyk. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, yeah. like, we know from Obi-Wan that 
they will follow any trail they can for Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right. Specifically if, Jedi. Yeah. yeah specifically specific. Jedi. So like if they know the Bad Batch were involved with Gunji, it's possible they'll send some Inquisitors just to chase him down, just in case. Yeah. But, but I, that, I think we'll have to wait to see if that pays off later or if it was meant to just be kind of a, a one-off because there was a Jedi involved here. Well, there, there's going to have to be a payoff later because isn't isn't Admiral Rampart really trying to cover up that they're even alive? So that would be interesting if somehow the Inquisitors do get involved. Mm. I understand that Bad Batch is still alive. Yeah, kind of the dynamic between Rampart and the, the Inquisitors. Yes. Yeah, that could be really interesting. That would be a fascinating thing to see. Yeah, that would. Yeah. I like that. I and like get that Tarkin really. involved? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would. That would. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, that the eventually, you know, they, they, they're thankfully they're able to find Yana and the, and the other Wookiees and get Gunji home. And the last, I don't know, third or quarter of the episode is really them fighting off the, the Trandoshans. We talked a little bit about the commander Venomar's demise. Um, and at the end, it was a really cool fight. Also, I have to say, I thought it was well, well shot. At the end of it, we kind of start to to tread similar ground or with, well, should... I almost got the sense that, like, Hunter almost... Not that he wanted to leave Omega on Kashyyyk because he knows it's dangerous, but kind of the same, oh, she's, she's young, she needs to... It's too bad she can't have a normal life type of thing, which we've seen a lot, I feel like, in, mm-hmm. in season one. Yep. Yeah. Um, but as long as they don't spend too much time on it i think it, it, in the season two it should be fine mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think it works well when it's hunter letting omega kind of be a kid um mm-hmm. and inform some of her behavior it it's less great if we're you know exactly Lamenting about last it. Season where it's much more about does is he going to keep her with the group or not you know right. going back and forth yeah mm-hmm. i didn't get the sense he wanted to leave her thankfully um yeah, yeah. but you know it kind of skirted right up against it but thankfully didn't uh, didn't didn't dive into the the same thing as as previous seasons, um, yeah. But I was uh, it, I guess one other thing I noticed is Omega mentions near the end of the battle that the fire is spreading too fast, the fire from the the flamethrower, which was really cool, also. And then they never really address it; it just kind of they goes away. They, so it happened earlier as well, where like there's after they fight the first battle, there's like a a cut where after they put the fires out. I, I think it was meant to be the same thing where like maybe they're mm-hmm. doing like a fire break or something like that. But yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit sudden. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the trees. The trees were able to put the fire out or something like that. I, I know it, it did go by too quick. It, it I guess we just have to accept that it went out real fast. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Overall, I thought this was a fun episode. It was nice to see Gunji again and, uh, and go back to Kashyyyk. Is it, you know, is it galaxy changing? No, but it's a, it's, mm. I, I thought it was a really nice time to, you know, spend with the batch and with, uh, Gunji again. And mm-hmm. so from that perspective, I, I, I thought it was a really, really nice episode. And so if you had to, I don't know, put a number on it, William. <laughs> Ooh, if I had to put it, I think I give it eight out of 10. You know, I really liked, I thought the episode was, was really enjoyable. You know, it was, uh, it was fun to see Gunji. I feel like I just said it all. So I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. say eight out of 10 and my eight womp rats are, they got captured by the Kinrath spiders and taken up into the the overhead in the jungle. Ew. All wrapped up in spider web. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven, what, how about you? What would you give this? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd give it... I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half as well, honestly. Like, it is... Yeah, just like you said, it's a it's a very solid episode. Um, it's it's still kind of a bit filler, but I just, they pulled in some elements from Clone Wars. We got to see Kashyyyk, we got to see the Kenrath, which I thought was super cool. Just a nice callback to Knights of the Old Republic. Like it just made for an awesome, enjoyable episode. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, maybe we'll see more fallout from this. Maybe not, but hundred percent. You know, seven and a half. And I was yeah, very happy with it. Um, and I think my uh, my one brats are just going to be they're actually riding on the backs of the Kinrath spiders, uh, directing them around. You know, you don't see them because they're obviously very small in comparison, but it's <laughs> part of the strategy uh, for fighting Kashyyyk. Nice. Also, I have to say, you know, you you I loved. I think it was last week. You you gave that analogy of kind of why the the format has been a little um, uh, challenging this season. And yep. this episode does not right. fall into that trap. And I think that's also the reason no, right. why it's a standalone episode, but that's okay. That's great because it, it doesn't fall into that. And it actually, it does the thing, I think, sorry, now I'm going to, you're going to sidetrack me on this for a second. But like, <laughs> I think it's worth cutting. The start of the episode feels like, it It felt like we were starting the middle of the formula yeah. with Sid has sent them on a mission to deliver something to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think what made it work so well is we deviated from that formula completely so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, and it didn't start in Sid's in Sid's yeah, her base with her giving the the instructions. Like it starts midway through the mission, and then it yep. immediately changes. And I thought mm-hmm. that that's what made it feel so fresh. Yep. All right, Tom. What about you? Well, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to give this a seven point five. I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. I do like seeing Genji again. I do, like I mentioned before, wish they would have kept him out of the trailer if they had him in the trailer not have him ignite the lightsaber and just see it later. But, you know, it is what it is. So um, my 7.5 Womp Rats, well, um, they were just basically riding around on Trend Ocean tanks trying to stay out of trouble. So I'm going to be easy on them this time. Nice. They just went for a joyride, I guess. (laughs) So they're now the Womp Rats tanks. I guess, you know. Yeah. That's what Womp Rat Battalion will call them that next time. They Those Womp Rat the, takes. <laughs> they're the Womp Rat Battalion on Kashyyyk. I like it. There you go. Well, uh, you know, this was a bit of a, a shorter one, but this was, I really enjoyed this episode. We all, I think we all did. It was a, it was a fun episode and, you know, with it's, it's only going to get better because next week we have a fantastic two-parter. Cannot wait to dive into this with you guys. Uh, in just seven days so stay tuned uh for uh, february 8th uh the the two-parter drops and it's a it's a really great mid-season uh and there's no break after the mid-season uh two-parter but it it should be a fun one and with that anything else guys before we close out for for the week i think i'm good okay well thank you all for listening as usual and we'll be back next week with our review of the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. 
Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.